0: being on time for our regular fortnightly talk with Richard Porter from the uh, from Bike Waikato. Uh, good morning, Richard. Good morning. Um, thanks very much for for coming on in this uh, yeah dreary weather mm-hmm. and uh, trying uh, morning starts. No, that's that's
1: all right. It's uh, always challenging to get up in the morning with some children and get them off to school and candy,
0: but we've done it and here we are. (laughs) Absolutely well done Now um, what's going on with Bike Waikato at the moment? You you were telling me um, as you came in that you're having some contact with uh, organisations outside of Hamilton at the moment
1: Yeah, um, even just some some organisations that are similarly related um, but doing some of their own work as well Um, One of them being Bicycle Revolution Cambridge uh, which is a A group that's from um, catching up with them, they've formalised themselves in the past uh, beginning of this year, but it's the team that have been running the Cambridge Cycling Festival, uh, which happens Anzac Day um, every year. So they've been running that for the last five years, which is based around getting kids on bikes, um, so you know they're really, they're, there's a bunch of volunteers there that are really passionate about, especially in Cambridge and and the wider Waikato. But inviting people to Cambridge because of its name for cycling is getting kids onto bikes and doing activities with them and having races and um, just making it fun for people. Um, like we used to find when we were at school and kids and just jumped on the bike and um, giving kids that opportunity to do that again now
0: and i believe one of the volunteers who's involved in this is uh former Olympian Sarah O'Mara. That's
1: right. Yep. So i caught up with Sarah last week and we had a pretty good chat about what they're doing and and what by is doing and um, turns out that we have quite a lot of synergies um, in and what um, what we want to achieve and and what they're trying to do and and achieving as well and and they are achieving. Um, quite a bit they've just they've just ended now their um saturday biking to f- um, sports for football uh, which they had to extend for another two weeks because because it was so popular um, but they've got that coming up for the rest of the winter with um, rugby and netball as well so they um, they have some bike racks um, so they'd that, that had bike racks at the footy grounds and encouraged um, people to parents and and kids to jump on their bike and turn up to footy games on their bikes um, there'll be free parking for them right on the like right next to the pitch rather than having to walk from a car park spot and um, there 's the added bonus of a of a pot of hot chips um, once you got there as well to keep you warm so and based on the fact that they had to extend it for, an, or they chose to extend it for another two weeks, it was pretty popular. Mm. Uh, so it'll be really interesting to see who else takes it up um, when they're playing rugby games and netball games as well.
0: I suppose that would be increasing the visibility of cyclists and particularly uh, families cycling That's right. uh, in Cambridge, um, which is important to you know sort of show that, I guess, people... Uh, critics would think of the Lycra Brigade. That's right, and
1: show that there's everyday people um, that want to just get out on a bike. And if they have a good enough reason um, and suitable, safe infrastructure to do that, then um, why not get out on a bike and leave the car at home for a day or half a day and um, get some extra exercise, get a warm-up in before you start your game. Mm. It's, um, you know, all, all those sorts of things. I remember seeing a, um, a picture Um, that somebody internationally had posted and it was of a Dutch, famous Dutch footballer and he was on his bike Riding home from a championship winning game, <laughs> it was it was just a casual ride home. But that's how he got to got to his game, and how he got home from his game. And um, it was just the the normal way of doing things. There wasn't anything unusual about it. And I think that's one of the great things that Bicycle Revolution Cambridge is doing is they they recognise that jumping on a bike is is quite natural and normal for a lot of us. Um, and so it's about giving people that opportunity to do it. And um, throughout the rest of the year, they've got quite a few um, other events and, and rides going on as well. So they're not just focusing on that Cambridge Cycling Festival. They're continuing some of that momentum, and um, they've got I think earlier this year they had a cafe crawl period where you, know, you could they um, advertised a whole bunch of different cafes and you could go and get um, a passport. And ride around to all these cafes, stop off, have a drink or, or uh, something to eat and get a stamp in your passport. And once you got all of those stamps, uh, went in the drawer to win a bike, a free bike from, I think that was donated by one of the bike shops in town. So great way to encourage people to even just go out and explore the area and the town and check out a new cafe that they haven't haven't tried. So there's a few others um, coming along this year as well. So they've got a website, BicycleRevolutionCambridge.co.nz that they're advertising um, or at least um, bookmarking what those events are so we can find out some more information about them later.
0: The situation in Cambridge would be quite different to Kirikirirua Hamilton, wouldn't it? Because there are sort of lower speed zones for uh, vehicular traffic meaning in some degrees it would be safer for cyclists
1: yeah it's an interesting one um because it sounds like they've had quite similar issues that we have in or hamilton as well and that they've um they ran their own Innovating, innovating Streets project, um, it Streets for People, and they did similar planter boxes and blocking off parts of the road for, for cycleways, outside schools, and so they linked four schools together, two primary schools, a middle school and the and high school, um, and there were very mixed reactions to it. Um, but it also showed that there was an increase in people jumping on their bikes as well. Kids, um, one of the primary schools, had a thirty percent increase in the number of kids that were using that road that had been changed outside the school. So there are, and and there's nothing leading from people's houses to the end of that street. So these kids and their parents had made a conscious choice to get themselves to the street and then ride along these cycleways and these safer streets. The um which goes to show that there's people that really want this sort of infrastructure and we also hear that there are critics that don't think it's a good idea as well but it's really positive to hear that there has been uptake in some of those pieces of infrastructure. Some of them might not have worked so well and that's that's the idea about trial projects as you get to change things and um, and understand what does and doesn't work for the neighbourhood and the users but I think um, how. Cambridge does have the benefit of um, slightly different layout as well than, than what Hamilton is, is trying to work with and the staff and the councillors in Cambridge are quite committed to making some change in transport and in mode shift and so they've got an urban mobility business case that um, was consulted on during the long-term plan process which is, going to, is, is being adopted and they'll go to Wakakotahi Kotahi for subsidy funding for that, which will allow them to start rolling out more cycling infrastructure. And they've, they've already started um, Cambridge Road um, from the Victoria Street roundabout, um, so from the from the lake out towards the town belt out on the way out towards the velodrome, Um, should be almost finished now. The first bi-directional cycleway in Cambridge, mm. so you know they they're ahead of the rest of us at the moment. Um, so they'll be they'll be ones to watch, and um, there's projects coming up between Tiwamotu and Parongia as well, um, off-road cycleways to connect the two settlements um, and towns. So they're really thinking about what they can do for their community, which will be really great to see.
0: There is recognition that Cambridge is really solidly growing as well, and that there are huge uh, infrastructural advancements that need to be made to actually uh accommodate that accommodate the growth mm-hmm. and uh yeah i know the um uh transport both the roading roading and active transport um uh, divisions of Waipa district council are giving a lot of consideration um to that and things like bus routes as yes. well there have been experiments with with different bus routes around town or yep. um uh, uh, that hasn 't even been part of the streets for people uh program like Ypa was in fact on that already
1: they they were um a bit of background being a um, civil engineer previously um, i I was doing some work for Waipa as well in, in similar areas and yes that 's right there 's a lot of development happening, um, a lot of growth cell areas earmarked for both um, Cambridge and Tiamotu and the and all of the smaller um, villages um, in the district as well and so they're recognizing that with all these extra people they've got to think about how those people are going to get around and a lot of the um, the work that is being done now in those developments is leading towards multimodal transport not just building roads that people need to jump into their cars to get around which is real, which is where that um, Cambridge Road um, cycleway comes in as well. Um, there's, there's all that development happening out on Hamilton Road, Cambridge Road towards the Velodrome and the idea is if they can get that infrastructure in first that way they can encourage people to jump on a bike Um, Maybe not all the time, but every now and again jump on a bike and ease the congestion, ease the traffic noise, um, be able to adopt lower speeds in the town, which will make it much more appealing to people, just walking around, sitting down, having a chat with somebody, jumping on a bike. Even, I suppose, one day they'll probably end up having e-scooters as well. Um, You never know.
0: Mm, Because they are considering that and they have been in discussions And, um, of course, one of the biggest, um, (laughs) bugbears of Cambridge is that you can't bridle your horse up or park your car immediately outside your favourite fish and chip shop anymore. Um, but, you know, I mean, uh, imagine if more people were cycling, um, instead of driving in to pick up, um, pick up something from a, a corner shop. Exactly. If you were cycling,
1: staying, staying local. Um, you know, we we talk about the fact that one car park space can fit anywhere between six and ten bicycles, and um, there's been some some great research done. Um, from the closest local stuff is in Melbourne, talking about a vehicle occupant, so a driver might generate say about twenty six dollars an hour in revenue um, for businesses in the vicinity. A person on a bike will generate maybe about $16, 15 $16 dollars an hour. Um, but if the fact that you can fit, say, six bicycles in one car park spot, you've already way surpassed the revenue that your car park space is going to generate. Um, so it's encouraging and, and having that conversation with business owners and people in the community that are, that you say are, are critics towards um, bikes um, and bike parking and wanting to have that car park space at every opportunity that they need it um and talking to them about well there's actually alternatives and if we think about it we can probably get more people into town um, by splitting the difference and, um, and sharing the modes. Because we, we understand that there's, there's definitely people that need to use a car, that there's a certain time that you just can't do everything on a bike. Um, and so we're not, we're not saying to people that the cars are the worst thing out there. It's just the fact that so many people seem to be using a car to transport one person, and a bicycle is a great tool to do that.
0: Richard Porter from Bike Wakatoa, thanks so much as always for coming on the free breakfast. Thank you thanks for listening to this free Fm podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support freefm via patreon. Head to patreon.com slash freefm eighty nine to find out more.